we've talked before about how the silent treatment is so difficult for people going through narcissistic abuse. It feels like your world's about to end. But what about those narcissists who don't go silent on you and who instead kind of go ballistic on you? They kind of treat you to a narcissistic filibuster. As in, they don't stop talking until you just crumble or give up or zone out. That's what we're talking about today, queenbeing.com, the narcissistic filibuster and how and why they do it, plus how you can handle it. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. Really quickly, before I get started, I just want to tell you something. I'm starting a new feature today where I'm going to feature seven comments at the end of each video. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of the video to see the daily seven. Maybe your comment will be featured. Today I'm going to answer a question from a viewer who wanted to know exactly how to handle someone who does something like this narcissistic filibuster. Take a look. So Kate says, I don't get the cold shoulder or being ignored. I get hours and hours of being talked to. It almost feels like I'm being preached to. At one point he talked for five hours nonstop. Now I try to avoid it. I act like I'm asleep. Sometimes it works. Any insight on this situation? Well, let's talk about it. So we all know that it's incredibly difficult to have a conversation with a narcissist anyway, especially if you're not saying something like, OMG, you're so amazing, right? You often are left feeling like you have been talking to a brick wall and the truth is that talking to a brick wall is actually a little easier than talking to a narcissist. I've often compared conversations with narcissists who aren't receptive to you to banging your head against a brick wall with the expectation that something is going to change about the brick wall. Well, aside from the fact that your head's going to be all bloody and the brick wall is going to have some blood on it, there's nothing that's going to change. Communicating with a narcissist when they're in certain modes is very much like that. Having a conversation with a narcissist is exhausting. It makes you feel like maybe you're crazy or maybe they're crazy, especially because they're so good at spinning everything to their own benefit, to their own fake reality. They carry this sense of inability to take responsibility for themselves or their own behavior almost everywhere they go. And this is especially true if you've come up with some point or concern about them that is legit. It's really important to understand that part of the reason we struggle with this so much is that when we first get with a narcissist, we find ourselves wondering, well, how exactly am I supposed to relate to this person? Well, our first instinct is to trust what they say, is to believe what they say, because quite honestly, up to this point, we don't know that they're messed up. Once we realize, okay, I'm dealing with someone who's who's not normal, who's not neurologically typical, we realize, okay, we have to handle them in a different way. But up to that point, they can make us feel crazy. They can make us feel like something's wrong with us. If we continue to try to have a reasonable, rational conversation with them. So basically what we're doing in that situation is we're sort of reverse projecting our own good qualities onto the narcissist and that makes it difficult. So really quickly, as I noted in the beginning of this video, I'm calling this a narcissistic filibuster. Let me show you what I mean by that. Take a look. So a filibuster is a political procedure where one or more members of Congress debate over a proposed piece of legislation so as to delay or entirely prevent a decision from being made on that proposal. It is sometimes referred to as talking a bill to death or talking out a bill and is characterized as a form of obstruction in a legislature or other decision-making body. This form of political obstruction reaches back as far as ancient Roman times and could also be referred to as political stonewalling. When we're talking about a narcissistic filibuster, we're talking about someone who is actively choosing to talk you to death, talk your ear off, 
to basically talk you into submission. Now, sometimes this comes along with narcissistic injury and narcissistic rage. So they might start out with, ah, oh, poor me, how dare you accuse me of being who I really am? Or something that means that anyway. And other times they might start out with narcissistic rage where they scream, they yell, they shout, they talk about all the things that are wrong with you. And this is where I think narcissistic deflection hops in or the flipping of the script situation, right? Let's say the problem is that, and I'm gonna come up with something really mundane here just to make it simple. Let's say the problem is that you ask them to take out the trash and they refuse to take out the trash. That's their job in the house, the only thing they have to do and they refuse to do it. So you come to them and you say, you know, I know you're busy, but you agreed that you would take out the trash. Is there any way that you can maybe do that on your way out the door in the morning or when you get home at night? Can we work on this? And instead of going, oh sure honey, we can work on it. I know I've been forgetting, but we'll work on that. Like a normal person might do. They will go, what? You're concerned about the trash? You know I work all day. You know you do nothing. You sit around at home. Of course, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent or maybe you do work also, but they instantly start to twist the situation and figure out ways that they can make it your problem. Let's say this the situation is more serious, like they've cheated on you or something. In that case, maybe the narcissist will attack you going, well, I only did it because of you, or they'll call you crazy, or they'll gaslight you, or whatever. The point is, the type of narcissist who will do a filibuster type of discussion is the type who always thinks they need to find some resolution in the situation and they will literally talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I have actually experienced this, it is hell, because you get to the point by the end of the conversation where you're just like numb and you just get so tired of going through the abuse that you just simply stop. You go, okay, fine, you're right, that's it. Well, that's not really obviously the best way to deal with it, but that's what ends up happening is that when we become emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted by hours of discussion, your back starts to hurt, you know, you might try to get up and move to a different room and the narcissist follows you. Have you ever had that happen? I have. Anything like that. What we want to do is stay focused on what we can control in the situation. Often, unless you're willing to get up and physically leave the house, you can't get away from a narcissist who is in this mode. They're like a dog with a bone. So what are you supposed to do? Well, if you can't leave and go no contact, which is obviously the very best solution to this problem, what you can do is change the way you're handling the narcissist in this situation. So there are a couple of things to think about. Number one, very often these conversations begin because you've challenged something the narcissist has said or the narcissist believes. And if that thing has to do with the narcissist directly, these conversations will go on forever and ever and ever if you let them, right? Unless you just give up at the beginning. So if you're in a situation where you're planning your escape, you're trying to get out, you wanna reduce conflict as much as possible to sort of give the narcissist a sense of everything's fine because you don't want them suspecting that you are trying to leave them, right? So what you have to do instead is stay focused on, again, what you want, not what you don't want. Well, what you want is peace. So if you're gonna stay focused on having peace in your home during the time that you're preparing to leave the narcissist or while you're stuck there, one thing you wanna do is learn how to not discuss anything with them that will cause conflict. So if they come to you with a conflict-causing discussion, you know them well enough, you can think about what do they want to hear from me, and you can try to provide that. Now often, there's literally nothing you can say that would be enough or correct for the narcissist. So if you literally refuse to argue, that will sometimes shut them down more quickly. Now if you're not in a situation where you're being physically abused, 
You can often walk away from the narcissist and continue to do so until they get tired of following you. But again, that's not always very effective. If you're able to get up and leave the house, make sure you take your keys with you, your, your phone, anything that you must have because they might lock you out while you're gone. That's an option. In reality, knowing the two steps that it requires to manage a narcissist from the perspective of a supply is very helpful. And I've talked about this before, but really quickly, the two steps are number one, you don't reward them for negative behavior. So when they give you these filibuster conversations, you gray rock, you don't react, you don't allow them to continue to drive emotion in you. And sometimes this means you have to kind of go off in your head to a different place, do what you got to do, but be careful. You don't want to fall into dissociation later. Once you are able to maintain a certain sense of gray rock where you just don't show them any emotion at all and you don't react in any strong way to anything negative that they say, then they will start to realize, okay, well, I'm not going to get any supply out of acting this way. And even though you have to continue to do this forever because they don't change for very long, this is only management, this is not creating change. Then if they do something positive that you want, you react how they would want you to react. So if they do love bomb you, let's say, and they clean the house one day or whatever, they take out the trash in all the rooms instead of just the trash in the kitchen, going back to our original example, well, then maybe you kind of boost them up on their little pedestal and give them a little extra oomph in the love department for that day. You reward them for good behavior and you punish them for bad behavior. For a narcissist, punishment is as good as not giving them attention, not giving them a reaction, not giving them any of your emotions. That's what it all comes down to. You have to remember that narcissists see conversations as verbal competitions. So don't allow them to drag you into something that you're not prepared to deal with or that you don't want to deal with in a verbal competition. You don't enjoy drama, don't give them drama. You don't enjoy stress and, and anxiety and all the things that go with it, don't show it to them because they will definitely try to reflect that back to you and make it all about you being the bad guy and them being the good guy. The long narcissistic filibuster is not entirely avoidable unless you leave the narcissist and you stay gone. If you want to shorten the filibuster, you don't respond, you gray rock and you say what you think they want to hear. This is not advice that I would recommend for long-term behavior. This is just advice I would recommend for getting out of a momentary situation, hopefully on your way out the door, hopefully as you're planning your escape because narcissists don't change. They can change, I believe, but I've never seen it happen successfully. Like someone else mentioned in a recent comment, they said, are you talking about a narcissist changing or are you talking about a narcissist being managed? And that's what it all comes down to. It's managing a narcissist. It's not changing anything. You can't change anyone who doesn't want to be changed. And we all know that narcissists are not capable of believing they need to change. So that's what it all comes down to. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you experienced the narcissistic filibuster? And what tips and ideas could you offer to your fellow survivors for getting through it? And if you have experienced it and you're experiencing it now, how do you handle it? And have you gotten any good tips from this video? Share your thoughts, your ideas, and your questions in the comment section below. And let's talk about it. And now it's time for the daily seven. These are seven comments I'm highlighting from my audience over the past 24 hours. So take a look.
All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.